You're listening to The Author's Leverage, where it's all about your book and how to create a greater impact and a greater income with it. This podcast is for the author who knows there's more you can do with that book. Whether you're publishing your first one ever or you've written multiple bestsellers, the path to greatness begins by looking around and seeing that you are, at this moment, standing right in the middle of your own acre of diamonds. My friends, your book is a brand. I'm Parshel Tashi, creative entrepreneur and education design architect, and I'll be your guide diving into the minds of successful authors, renowned publishers, and industry experts to glean practical wisdom you can integrate into your book writing, launch, and marketing strategies today. You'll hear straight from the source how authors like you were able to publish their best work and build wildly profitable, successful businesses around it. Welcome aboard the Author's Leverage. Hey, this is Parshel here with the Author's Leverage. I'm so excited. Today, I'm I'm actually, today's a recording day, so I get to talk to a lot of different people, but um, it's so enlightening and I'm just on fire. And today, talking to Sarah Chambers, who's going to talk to us about personal branding. So if you're an author or you aspire to be an author, we're going to talk about what it means to have a strong brand that represents like what you're trying to convey, right? There needs to be alignment there. And so um, I have the perfect person here to talk about that with. So let me introduce you to her and then we're gonna jump into the conversation. And if you are tuning in for the first time, this is uh, this is an open platform. If you're writing a book, you've already written a book, this conversation on the author's leverage is about what we do now, right? What else is possible for you now that you've written and you know published your life's work, essentially? There's more to it, and that's what we get to dive in uh, in conversation with amazing people. They're authors, they're publishers, they're experts in the space of like publicity and knowing how to connect you to your reader in a lot of ways. So today I'm joined by Sarah Chambers. Sarah Chambers is the CEO and creative director of Ellie and Nora Creative, which is a boutique branding and digital content agency serving social enterprises, mission-driven entrepreneurs, and nonprofits. She loves collaborating, community, and coffee. Alliteration is clearly her favorite literary device, and she's a fierce advocate for the Oxford comma. Uh, Before she founded her boutique, she spent the larger part of her career helping nonprofits, authors, and lifestyle brands in marketing, public relations, communication, and everything in between. She loves good food, me too, deep conversation, absolutely, and the thrill of a perfect thrift store find, which is interesting too. (laughs) Um, She's an Enneagram 8, I'm a 3, and knows that heaven is filled with the best books. She's passionate about helping her clients to achieve the results that grow their income and ultimately their impact. So, so, so excited to introduce you to Sarah Chambers. Welcome, Sarah. Hi, thank you so much for having me. I'm thrilled to be here. Yes, this is awesome. And um, I know in, in we've because we've had conversations uh, up to this point as well, we're both creatives. We both um, are really helping. Uh, and that's what I love about you, right? It's all about Really, what is the impact that we're making, and um, with 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 our contribution and what we're doing, and also making some some income with that too? That's important. And for authors, it's really tough, you know. Um, now that you've published a work, what to do with it? But let's start off. Tell us a little bit about yourself and how you got into this this world of uh, all things creative, you know, related to marketing and PR. 
Yeah, absolutely. Well, um, I feel like I'm one of the very few people that actually ended up working in the same industry or space that they went to school for. So I went um, to journalism school and um, I had an emphasis in public relations. And of course, once you enter the job market right after school, for me, that was right um, around the 2008 recession. And I ended up really kind of getting thrown into an interesting time in the economy. And that meant that there weren't a lot of entry level jobs and those were kind of being absorbed. And there wasn't a lot of segmentation between PR, which is what I thought I was going to do and marketing. And so mm -hmm. I really had the opportunity to learn a lot on the job and get my hands dirty with a lot of different types of uh, marketing and everything from social media and to email to media creation and content creation. And so I've really just been working in that space for the entirety of my career. And about four years ago, I decided to launch my own agency where I could focus on serving um, our clients in the way that I really wanted to and the way that I thought that they needed to be represented with all kinds of different creative um, across the board. And so primarily we focus on branding and digital content creation, authority building through content as well as public relations. Yeah, and I love how specific you are in terms of who you're working with. So can you talk a little bit too, to who are the best fits that uh, align with, you know, your contribution? Because when you set out to have your own agency, you're, you're wanting to make some kind of a dent, right? You're trying to do something. So um, who are the folks that uh, come in your path that are perfect uh, folks for you? Yeah, we like to say we love to work with purpose-driven businesses. And the reason for that is our approach to branding and communication really comes from a place of service. And so not at all that we're out to vilify making an income because again, like I really do believe that you can and should be doing both. However, we love working with people that making a boatload of cash and steamrolling everyone in the process is not really what they're up for. Um, we really approach our process from a place of service and what is it that you're out to do with your message mm -hmm. and what kind of impact are you out to make? And so if that is the type of business that you seek to create or the type of platform that you want to build, then that's generally a pretty good alignment for us. So a lot of times we end up working with, again, that purpose-driven entrepreneur. There's the solopreneur. They could be authors or speakers or coaches, and they are doing that job because they saw a void and they saw how their passion and their expertise really overlapped to create um, a really big solution that made a huge impact. Uh, we also work a lot of times with social entrepreneurs or excuse me, uh, social enterprises. And a lot of businesses mm -hmm. don't necessarily know how to categorize or if they fall into that category. And really the most layman's terms way to explain it is if you're doing something bigger with your business and your organization, than just income and just making money. If the measure of success for your business it extends beyond profitability, then it's likely that you might fall into that social enterprise kind of space. And then of course, nonprofits who have a really specific role in our greater society for doing really good and um, solving a really specific problem. So we love working with those categories of businesses the most. 
I love that. I love that. They're purpose-driven. They they have, um, uh, or they're a social enterprise, which when you said that, I'm like, man, that I hadn't even thought about that because I think for us, for sure, like, yes, we want to be profitable as a company, but it's about who's learning from what we create, like what impact is being made from that information being spread further. So I hadn't thought about that. That's pretty, like, that's, Okay. Social yeah, enterprise. you should definitely be categorizing yourself as a social enterprise then. And again, like there's a lot of ways to define it. Yeah, sometimes, yeah. Sometimes it's businesses that have like maybe a one for one model where like every time you purchase something, they give something in return. Mm -hmm. Or sometimes it's just a certain percentage of their income goes to a specific cause. Right, um, right. But it can also look like, how are you showing up for your staff and your employees? Mm -hmm. And um, what kind of bigger impact? Again, I think it really just comes down to, at least in my opinion, how are you measuring success for your business? Yeah. And if one of the only ways that you are measuring success is profitability, then that might not be true for you. But if you are really looking and saying, hey, what did what did we do this last year outside of just making an impact? How did we make, or excuse me, an income? How did we actually make an impact in the areas that are important to us? Then, mm -hmm. then you would fall into that category for sure. In my interesting, opinion. interesting. Okay, and and that's that's so I can see definitely the overlap because we've had conversations, like I said, to where a lot of our clients who are authors and people that are in our community they have a book and you know they set out with the intention to say yes i want this to help others i want this message to go out and to really make a difference um and establish another revenue stream from it i mean that's that's part of that goal as well um but oftentimes they don't see the full potential of that you know what i mean and um in a lot of cases it does it makes me think about branding it makes me think about right what what is happening outside of just having this book so for you like where do you see the 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 value of personal branding specifically for those who are authors because there's so much value that goes into the content itself which is good but then it's like you know from that what are we conveying you know across the board so can you share a little bit about your um you know your thoughts and how you know you see personal branding being so important, right? And bridging that gap. Yeah, I mean, absolutely. I feel like I could talk about it all day. <laughs> um, so a lot of times people think about branding and of course they go straight to the visual identity piece of, of branding, which is your logos and your colors. And of course, all of that matters and that's definitely a part of the process, but it isn't the only part. And I would argue that it isn't the most important part. And when we start to think about personal branding, it isn't just something that's a nice to have anymore. It's actually a crucial part of your communication strategy. And this is true for solopreneurs and authors and coaches and people who exist kind of in their own entity and their likeness is their brand. And that it also is true for corporate companies who have multiple people, staff and stakeholders, and who is the CEO and who are the executives at the top of that business. And the reason that it's important, in my opinion, is that people don't connect with logos. You don't look at um, a, a piece of visual art. It might get your attention. It mm -hmm. might like slow the scroll or get you to stop and pay attention for a second. But we are inundated with messages 
every single day, every moment that we spend both digitally and offline. And the ones that get us to stop and to pay attention are the ones that we connect to, the ones mm -hmm. that we relate to. And personal branding is has never been more important because people need to connect. People need to to stay engaged and they need to actually care. And I'm not going to care about a corporate company in the same way that I'm going to care about a person. And I actually like to say that when we work with, so context is that we work with both companies and personal brands to build mm -hmm. those. Mm -hmm. And when we will work with companies, we're doing a lot of work to humanize the brand, right? We're working to say, if this company had a personality, what, what would that be? Or if this company were able to speak, what would they sound like and what would they look like and what would their style be? And I think that solopreneurs and authors, coaches are at a huge advantage because you're already coming to the table a fully formed human. You already have all of those things in place. You already have a wonderful personality and you already have a vibe and a style. And so you're already at an advantage over some of the companies who are trying to humanize their brand because you are already a human and you already innately have all of those things that matter so much. And so really then the work just becomes, how do you, one, find the courage to turn your face towards the light and to be seen? And that's one of the biggest challenges for building a personal brand sometimes that I think we don't expect is finding the courage and the bravery to step into that light and say, this is who I am exactly as I am and find that fine line between communicating who you are and also having that make a difference for your business. And that's really where we're able to help kind of bridge the clarity and the strategy piece together and make sure that you are communicating both off authentically and strategically at the same time, because it's possible to do both. Yeah, it's, it's huge. And, you know, we, we just um, completed a, a branding process as well. And you're so right. Like you have to be in a certain space that's ready for some light to be shined on, like who you are, what you stand for. <laughs> like it's, it's nothing that you just keep within yourself anymore. Like it has to be an extension of, of how you show up, what you look like, what you say, you know, what colors you're using, all of that. Um, and so that that process for us, which we started several months ago, I mean, it, it was totally eye-opening. It really, really was. So in that process with you, like what are, um, especially let's say from an author's perspective, right? Where, what what are you, are you usually seeing as some of the mistakes that they're overlooking um, when it comes to, you know, just making that connection, right? Between them and, and their readers, um, especially we think beyond their book and you know how they're showing up online. Yeah, I, I mean, there are several, of course, but I would say some of the biggest ones would be being all business, if that makes sense. So when you start to think about your personal brand, it's important that you walk the fine line between showing up as a fully formed three-dimensional human being and still being on message. And so I think that people tend to sway either too hard one way or the other. Mm. And a lot of times I think, um, especially like authors, solopreneurs are really scared to 
venture outside or color outside the lines for sharing who they are as a human versus always talking about their book or always talking about the thing that they're selling or always showing up with that one kind of bucket as we would call it. And we really work with our clients to develop um, kind of a sweet spot and ours is four. Um, I could be convinced that there are more, but for the most of the time it's about four because you want to show up um, again as a three-dimensional human, but you also don't want to muddy the message. So four buckets as we call them or kind of categories of content or what you might talk about is a really sweet spot for being able to show people that they have something to connect to, that they have something to relate to without confusing people. Because if one day you're showing up talking about um, your book and then the next day you're talking about your vacation or your lunch and then your dog and then your spouse and you know, all these different parts of your life that are actually true to you, um, what we do is we just clarify which pieces stay online and which pieces stay kind of sacred and close to you because we want to clarify the message and make sure that what it is that you're trying to say and what you're trying to do in the world has room and space to be seen and heard and that there's enough consistency there that people will begin to know you for the thing that you want to be known for. That's it. That, that's so significant. And when you're and you're right, social media can be such a <laughs> Uh, for myself, I'm learning that. I mean, it's uh, you really have to have a little bit more structure. So that way, again, you are showing up as yourself, but you're just doing it more intentionally and just making sure that you're aware of what you're putting out, essentially. Uh, and, and it's what you want, in a sense. You know, it's uh, it's very interesting. So what um, how do you can you talk a little bit more about the four categories? Like what what, for example, could be those categories for an author who's writing on leadership, let's say, you know, and they're working with uh, executive women and they've been coaching and speaking for, let's say, 12 years, right? They've like, how could they, you know, sort of categorize and bring uh, light to their book to, but still being a human in that respect? Um, I know that that's kind of like a, uh, just a vague, I try to go give some detail, but anyway, like, you know, like how, how would you advise, you know, anyone or from a general standpoint, kind of look at those categories and to stay consistent within them? Yeah, totally. So um, from a general standpoint, we like to start with the bucket that's what do you do? And that bucket, of course, is probably the easiest and might actually be like the biggest. Not all these buckets have to be the same size, by the way. Yeah. Um, okay. Okay. Th so that's where you would show up with really value driven content. That's where you would really serve your audience. That's where you would show your authority and really make sure that people understand that you're the expert in the area that you're trying to establish your expertise or trying to clarify or um, become known kind of in that area. So that's what we call like the what would you what do you do bucket. Mm -hmm. um, Again, like that's from a place of service and value and building authority. Um, another bucket that we recommend people use all the time is the what do you care about bucket. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. And this is a place where it's really vital for you to know that values, the, the vision, mission values that we work with our clients to clarify and, and establish because you have to care about something because we live in a complicated world and we 
actually encourage our clients to be a little polarizing. And that can be really scary because you don't want to put people off. But your brand, whether it be a corporate brand or personal brand, should actually invite people in or repel them. So it should attract them or push them away. Um, attract or repel is what we say. So really that brand should bring you time or money. And if it's a good fit for you, if that person aligns with your value system, if they are a like-minded person and they connect with what it is that you're saying, then they're a good fit to work with you or to purchase your book or you know whatever offering that you particularly have. Um, and if they're not, then they bring you time because they're not even going to fill out the form on your website. They're not going to book a call with you. They're not even going to take up any more space in your ecosphere. And so those clients bring you time. And so we definitely want people to have the courage to speak about the things that they care about. And it doesn't have to be, again, it doesn't have to be political if you don't want it to be, but we definitely encourage people to take a stand for the things that they care about the most. Um, and then another one would be uh, like, what have you done? And so that's a great bucket for showing impact for being able to share maybe like client testimonials or this is a great place for storytelling. Um, we encourage our clients all the time to think about how to infuse story into their online presence or building more authorities because again, people create um, authority and connection via story. We all connect to story. Um, so again, a great time and place for you to share stories around the impact that you've made maybe for your previous clients or we love a good transformation story i mean i mm. we like to call it like a, a joanna Gaines moment because we all kind of love when um when the house is a wreck and it's falling apart and there's mold and beams are falling down and then we love being able to see kind of that end transformation moment people love a good before and after mm -hmm. so tell the story and take people on the journey for what this client or person that you worked with um, or a, a reader of your book, maybe how they were before and then you entered the equation and then now what do things look like? And then the last bucket is a little bit more of a wild card, but mm -hmm. I like to call it like style or lifestyle. Like what are the things that you're into? Uh, what are your hobbies? What are your passions? What are, you know, What's the thing that you want people to know about you? You know, is it like for me, I, I'm a reader. And so some, and I think that words matter as a part of what I do professionally. And that integrates well with being a reader. And so I love sharing books. And I think this probably speaks well to your audience. Like I love talking about the latest book that I read or sharing about it. And that has absolutely no benefit to my business. Mm -hmm. But it gives people an entry point. It gives people an opportunity to connect. Um, and from a place that doesn't have an ask, right? Like I can engage with someone on something that I read without there being any pressure um, or without seeming like everything that I put out is just an invitation for them to do business with me. Like I actually care about people beyond the, the ecosphere, the scope of my business. And mm -hmm. that gives me an opportunity to be a real human in the world.
And that's really important. I love that. I love that. And and do these buckets tend, does that also translate uh, to more of the business branding as well? Is it the same in terms of those four categories? Because I have what you do, what you care about, what have you done, and what are you into in terms of your lifestyle? So is that kind of the same that translates for, for businesses too? Yeah. I mean, for businesses, it's similar. Of course, like we're being super general. So of course they yes. can adapt based <laughs> on um, off the person or the business. But I would say maybe the last one for businesses are, is just a little bit different. For that one in lifestyle, we want businesses to show kind of behind the scenes. Okay. People okay. love to see what is it that your staff is doing? Like introduce me to the people who are doing the work. And again, like creating that that opportunity for connection outside of just purchasing the service or the product, but show me what the process looks like um, behind the scenes and show me who are the people who are responsible for doing this work. And so if you're hypothetical, say like a product-based business and um, I wanna see like who's packing my order and like what kind of like love and extra attention are they like putting into packing my order? Mm. or who does what inside of a service-based business and who's touching because there's so much that happens behind the scenes in a business that most people don't get access to and i think that a lot of times as business owners either corporate or personal we tell ourselves the lie that nobody cares or that's not interesting we really take for granted um that i do this every day so that must not be that interesting to people but people have different lived experiences right. and if you don't see your life every day, that could be a really great opportunity for connection and conversation. Um, and just don't take for granted that people don't think what you're doing is interesting. So show them um, peaks behind the scenes and maybe a day in the life of, or um, we worked with a fashion brand at one point and we were really um, intentional on showing the design process from start to finish and what, who are the people who are manufacturing your products? Because I want to see, um, I want to see those people behind the scenes. And I want to know that when I get that product in the mail that, Oh, I remember when I saw this woman who was sewing this item, like that's Mm. really powerful for connection. So any opportunity that you can have to, to show people, who you are um, is going to be really relevant in that last bucket. That's incredible. Um, I'm definitely going to remember these. I hope everyone uh, took some notes, right? I, I feel more content coming from that, <laughs> especially just, it's just, uh, it's easy, it's simple and it's doable, right? For if you're an author or an entrepreneur and you're just like, ah, my branding, like, what do I do? How am I supposed to get clear? Well, you just got some value right there in terms of just how you can categorize and be more intentional about the content you are putting out. Um, but I know, Sarah, you mentioned that there's a brand challenge coming up. So I think that like it's that's like a huge way to get not just what you just got there, but way more because you're going to actually work with her. So, Sarah, talk a little bit about your brand challenges coming up. Yeah, I'm really excited. My team and I have been working on a brand challenge, um, you know, summer is really fun for like summer festivals like Lollapalooza and Coachella. And mm-hmm. while those are fantastic, they are not going to help you grow your business. And so we decided to create our own called Brand Fest. Ooh. And it is a five day brand challenge 
where each day I am showing up with a training on a different aspect of your brand. And um, I'd love to invite anyone to come and join us at Brand Fest. Um, the Brand Fest itself actually kicks off on Monday, July 25th. So you have right up until then to secure your tickets for Brand Fest. And you can definitely learn more about that at elianoracreative.com slash brandfest. And um, I'm sure that you'll find a way to help people find that link yes. if they need. Or please feel free to reach out to me um, in DMs. I'm pretty active um, across most platforms. And I'd be happy to direct you that way if you have any questions. Absolutely. We'll make sure that the links that we have are in uh, part of this post, wherever you're hearing or seeing or listening to this. So um, this is so incredible, Sarah. So as we start to wrap up, because um, I could continue to talk to you, um, what would you leave in terms of parting words of advice? And, um, and as well, uh, one question I ask everyone is, what is your one word? So if you had one word to share uh, to the world mm -hmm. as a message that came from you, what would that one word be? Mm. Wow. I'm such a words person. So that one's going to know that's <laughs> <laughs> um, so I guess my parting message would be um, I am kind again, like a reader, like I said, and one of my um, my favorite uh, literary um, heroes, if you will, is Oscar Wilde. And he has a quote that I think is just absolutely perfect and brilliant for branding. And so I use it all the time. And it says, be yourself, everyone else is taken. And I just think that that really sums it up well, that um, you are the only you that there is. And I can say something and it can connect with a certain segment of people. And then you can turn around and say the exact same thing, exact same message, and maybe even the exact same medium. And it's gonna hit different people in different ways because we as humans connect with people in different ways. And so don't ever sell yourself short because you are able to drive impact in ways that other people, even if they have the exact same message, can't possibly drive impact. And so just a good reminder that um, that should give you a big fat permission slip to show up exactly as you are. I love that. I guess my one word would be authenticity. Okay. Um, as it kind of piggybacks off of what I just said, but um, showing up authentic and um, finding the courage to be yourself is something that will serve other people in the long run as well. That's beautiful. I love that quote. I'm going to put that somewhere on my wall too. It's like, do you have that on your wall? Oh, I have that one in so many things that we use for sure <laughs> in our pitch decks and in our yes. materials. Yeah, we use it all the time. That's so awesome. Well, Sarah, thank you. Thank you so much for being here today. This was incredible. Um, we're definitely going to link to the show notes so that way anyone who's tuning in definitely connect with Sarah. Join her brand challenge. If you know that what we said today resonated and you're like, you know what? 
I want to take it a step further. She's the person to take you there. So um, thanks again, Sarah. This is awesome. And I'm going to close up by just saying uh, we're just excited right now. There's so many exciting things happening with the Author's Leverage. And one of those is that we just finished a, a quiz. So it's a quiz called the Book to Score Book to Course Scorecard Quiz. And it's going to help you answer the question if, if your book, if your idea makes sense and if it's going to be successful as an online course. So we've approached that question from a lot of different angles and developed a quiz. It's going to help you just see where you're at and we'll help you take uh, the next steps from there. Um, and we're just excited again for what's happening to take the messages, the things that we want to share with the world and spread it further. That's what the author's leverage is all about. So uh, thanks again to Sarah for being here. Please connect with her. And until next time, we'll see you. This is the author's leverage. Thanks for tuning in to this episode of The Author's Leverage. You can subscribe to wherever you listen to your podcast. Hey, do me a favor. If you found this helpful, leave us a review and share this episode with someone it could help along their journey. To check out more resources, visit theauthorsleverage.com. Thanks again for tuning in. Until next time, 